podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. Hey guys, this is Emil Heskey, and you're listening to the guys of Coppin Frackers. This week, Chris, and I am joined by an all-star cast of Carpe and Fracas contributors. Leading us off, I am joined this week by Glam. Yo, yo, what's going on? <laughs> hey, hey, what's going on? We'll get into it in a minute. You know why I'm smiling. You know why. You know, <laughs> you why. know why. You know why he is here. He is here, <laughs> and he is. He's come to unload. He's come to unload the clip. It's going down tonight, baby. Woo! I'm also joined by Mike. Yo, yo, yo. How's it going, peeps? I'm all good. How about you, sir? How are you feeling this I am, week? I am fantastic as always. It feels good to be a champion. It does feel good to be a champion. Some people can't relate. Some people's um, droughts have been, what, nearly 17 years now? It's not looking relate. good, man. It's not looking good, man. I'm also joined by Anik. What's going on, Chris? I'm very good, sir. How about you? How are you feeling this evening? I'm very, very happy this evening. You're a happy man. You're always a happy man. You, you live a very comfortable life. You're a happy man. It's what we like to hear, baby. Let's get going. Uh, I'm also joined by Farouk. Yes, yes, yes. What a time to be a red. Let's go, it's man. The best time, man. Dynasty, as Jay-Z would say, you know. Crazy. <laughs> Last but not least, I'm joined by Ellis. Yes, lads. What's going on, man? Everyone's all happy, man. I like it, well. Fuck off. <laughs> Casually <laughs> <laughs> dropped that one in there. Let's, let's, let's dig into it. 
resounding win. Um, even when they scored, even though, when we were generous and we gave them their goal and we'll say, okay, we feel a bit bad for you. I'm going to give you this one goal. Uh, we're not going to give you two like before. We're going to give you the one goal. And then we'll see what we can do. You know what I mean? We're a saucy team. We like to do these type of things. So, L, I'll let you lead off. 3-1 win. Reds comfortable. Didn't look bothered, really, throughout the game. Arsenal, fairly passive. Pragmatic. A lot of Arsenal fans have been saying that today. How do you... Well, let's focus on the Reds. Let's focus on the mighty boys in red, the champions. How do you feel that we played last night? Oh, I think... The first, I think Gary Neville said it in the commentary, the first 30 minutes was probably the best 30 minutes you're probably going to see this season. Um, it was dominant. It was uh, powerful, too quick, too sharp. Arsenal came up, Arsenal came up with a point, uh, a tactic standpoint to get everyone behind the ball, try and block off our passing lanes, which they did. I mean, Mike could kind of attest to that. I think they've done well in that, but it's just it's a thing whereby when there's a tornado just coming at you constantly there's not much you can do and I think that's what Liverpool was yesterday um, Salah Mane was just unplayable um, for the first goal power pace of Salah too much for Tierney Tierney who um, they say is on a level with Robertson okay um, couldn't handle it Salah just brushed him off Mane as sharp as ever smart as ever back post so yeah it was it just I think Liverpool from Back to front was just too much for Arsenal. When I was looking at it, I, was, I watched it again today. And um, when you look at all our players compared to their players, we're just built different. We're just too quick for them. We just look like we look like where we're supposed to be. And Arsenal are just at the start of their journey. So if you look at some of their players, it's like they're just starting out. They're not they're not there yet. But we are just like in the middle of where we're supposed to be. So yeah, man, it was just such a great performance. It was just so good. Really happy, man. It was a fantastic performance, and I want to touch on. I want to touch on a few of this key standout performance from that game. Uh, Michael, I'll, I'll go to you on this. Um, we'll lead off with uh, Fabino. I thought, in terms of what of our midfield last night, midfield in general, I thought played very, very well. I mean, they were so they were the normal withdrawn midfield. They were making you know very good efforts to get forward and keep driving the ball and you know, keep setting the tempo like, like we were. Um but he was just something else last night. Um add on for a very successful performance against Chelsea from the week before moving back into midfield. How do you feel he played being kind of one of those starlets in midfield? Yeah I thought Fabinho was fantastic and look Arsenal's tactic was to frustrate us in terms of our build up players Ellis touched on. So they did a similar thing in the community shield where Abamyang and 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 um who plays in the right William kind of shut the passing lane to the fullbacks. And then Lacazette drops onto Fabinho, but Fabinho was slave to get into the ball at times and, and influence the game. And some of the stuff he does off the ball in terms of regaining possession for us was like, it was fantastic. So he was a standout performer. But I, I did find it interesting that, you know, we decided to basically like, so Arsenal, as as Ellis mentioned and I just mentioned, they blocked our passing lane. So Van Dijk decides to hit about seven or eight raking 60-yard passes as if it's normal over to the right-hand side. And it's just like, this is just not, what we're watching with Liverpool do this year and for the past two or three years is not normal at all. Like, Mikel Arteta has come with a, a, quite a decent plan, right, to block our, our build-up play. And we have a centre-back who can pass the ball 60 yards seven or eight times like it's nothing to completely break their, break their press and, and, we're, yep. and we're in. It's just exceptional. And like like you said, Fabinho was, was fantastic and I thought Salah on the day was unplayable. And something that goes unnoticed with Salah that we haven't mentioned is how strong he is. Like he is ridiculously strong. He brushes past Tierney like he's a 
he's a child. <laughs> he just goes past him with, with <laughs> such ease. It's like, see you later, like, kid. Go and go, he's like, literally, go and pick, go and pick up your, your 20 pounds Tesco bag and fuck off back to London kind of thing. That is a massively good point, though, about Salah. I mean, and that's one of the things that I noticed in that 18-19 um, season. Like, as soon as he kind of fully recovered from the from the shoulder injury, you can definitely tell he'd been working on his actual kind of strength and endurance. And he's so, I mean, we talk about press resistant. I, this guy is getting physically abused <laughs> yeah, when, he, when people were defending him on a weekly basis. And the strength he has to hold off people, hold the ball, and then get that initial burst of pace to push himself a little bit forward is absolutely phenomenal. And it's going to show you it, the, the strength and um, improvements of our players as well. And it looks to me like he's gone up another level. Like he looks so focused and he looks intense on scoring as many goals as he can and helping the team. Like he does. Something that Salah probably doesn't do as well as, as Mane is defensive work. Now, that's the one thing you can say Mane is much better than Salah at. But even this season, like yesterday, we saw some examples of it as well, where he's coming back to help to help Trent to to you know to come back and track um Aubameyang and to and to do some defensive work. So I think Salah looks at a different monster this year, and it's something that Gary Neville spoke about after the Leeds game. He just looks like he's going to go up another level this season, and he might not yeah. score forty four goals, but I think his performance level will be much better than it has been. For the last two years, not to suggest, not to say he's been poor for the last two years, but like I just get the feeling that something with Salah, where he just mentally looks like a completely different animal this year, and we could see something really, really special. It's very good that you you said that because it's not like he's been coasting for the past two years. I mean, he's still hit heights yeah. to uh, certain players. Um, you know, certain players against like seventy million pounds can only ever dream of hitting in the best <laughs> league in the world. Um, and to, to have that drive to go, you know, that level beyond. I'm a massive nerd, so I always use Dragon Ball references for literally everything. So it's it's hitting that ceiling from going from Super Saiyan 2 and then fighting Super Saiyan 3. This guy is just completely yeah. ridden over Super Saiyan 3. It's, it's the Michael Jordan it. thing as well, right? It's like, I took that personally. So he's been snubbed from the <laughs> PFA Team of the Year twice. And it's like, last yeah. season, it was ridiculous. Like, how did he not make it last season when he got 22 goals and 10 assists? Only Kevin De Bruyne got more goal contributions than him. So the most I was thinking... Okay, you guys want me to go to that next level to show you just how good I am. Okay, fair enough. You made me do it, guys. I'm gonna have to do it now. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I have to do it do. too. <laughs> I just want to touch on Fabinho again for a second. Uh, some of his key stats from last night: uh, 94% passing success, uh, nine ball recoveries, which is just fantastic. Three inceptions, three out of three tackles, the most for LFC, and one chance created from the deepest lying player in the in the midfield. It, it, there's a thing with Fabinho, I always think as well, when you, you look on Twitter, and that's always a bad thing to do. If you could not do it, don't look at Twitter that much for football opinions because sometimes it's terrible. It's absolute trash. Um, and to be fair, some mainstream media is as well, but, you know, that's a conversation for another day. Um, it, the, the, the level that he has hit um, off his, coming off his first season and, you know, coming back from the injury... It's been absolutely sensational, and I'm glad that he's you know kind of been the linchpin in this midfield and can do it from both positions really. Pause. Um, Glam, I'll go to you on the next standout performer from my end, and that is um, a close friend of yours, Mr. Joe Gomez. Uh, I thought yesterday his positioning um, and general all-round performance was absolutely superb. Yeah, um, Gomez, I think he. I can, I can apply. Fabinho done a good job covering him from last game. But I think with Joe Gomez, I think when he's when he's in that form that he showed yesterday, he's like smooth Rolls Royce, sort of in control. And it compliments Van Dyke. As you saw, Van Dyke was popping a ball about because he knew, I think he understood that Gomez was beside him. You know, Gomez has got the pace. 
Um, you know, he's got the quality, he's got the touch. I just think he looked, he's probably contender man the match yesterday. Um, composure, strong, you know, look fit. Like, you know what I mean? His kit looked good as well. Laces didn't even look dirty at all, you know what I mean? Like, just striding through the grass and now, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, um, it's it impressed. Good to have him back. And I'm glad that um, he, he had a good performance as well. I think he needed that performance. We have some dodgy sort of, you know what I mean, near and there, silly music. So yep. I'm glad that he had a solid performance. Would you drop him a message, though, uh, to see what it's like to have a Bamiyang in his back pocket? Just so we can kind of get a, a general view of how that feels. Um, you know, <laughs> um, just some key stats from Joe Gomez from last night. Um, 91% pass accuracy. Um, again, you know, when you're recycling position as a, as a defender, that's that's meant to be high, but still. Um, 8 out of 15 accurate long passes. 3 out of 3 uh, duels around the ground. And 2 dribbles completed as well. This guy is, when he's on form, he's, yeah. he's sensational. 100%. He's, 100%. And it's, it's like you said, Glam, I mean, I mean, we, we've, we've talked about Joe Gomez a lot and we've said that there are still some areas in his game to improve. But yeah. I think it's hard at times to just remember that he's only 22, 23? Yeah. For a central defender. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not even close to hitting his peak years and he's delivering yeah. performances like this. Exciting. It's just, Exciting. it's so, it is, it's really exciting stuff and may, long may continue. Long may the development of Joe Gomez at Liverpool Football Club continue to be a thing. Um, Anik, I'll come to you on this because there's been a little bit of talk uh, in regards to Sadi Almani. He should have received a red card last night, which is news to me. Um, some people saying they had violent intent. Good Lord. Um, just completely baffling for, for my eyes. I mean, I watched the UFC fight on Saturday. That's violent intent. What we saw on the pitch last night was just a little bit of jousting. How do you feel about that? And people are crying that there should have been red cards. Like, you know, like how old school football is, isn't it? It's just a shoulder barge, isn't it? Just showed him a bit of strength and, you know, that was it. And I think that's what Glam called out as well. Um, look, let's be honest. I know especially Arsenal fans will go out and say that there was intent behind it. Nah, I mean, look, we've seen that. We've seen him given and I can see why that would be given as a red. I don't think he meant to hurt him. I think... From from Mane's point of view, he just seemed like bang up for the game yesterday. And I think he was going in, I think especially at the start, a bit, you know, he he, he was looking a bit like what's the word? Um Amped up, wired. Yeah, wired. Jacked. It's like, yeah, I wanna, yeah. you know, prove a point today. Um but yeah, no, I don't think, in all honesty, I don't think it was a red. Um, I don't think there was intent behind it. I just think um, yeah, I think Tierney was being a bit childish to be honest with you and you just got to get on with the game and understand what a shoulder barge is <laughs> I completely agree I, I, I agree I agree it was a bit soft it was a bit early but in this day and age you, know, you can't put your hand or your arm so so high up so I was a bit worried because refs will punish it it, it it did look a bit like clumsy for money I think he didn't judge where the chest was it did. he looked away so great yeah, it wasn't like it was no violent conduct. They they didn't review it though. No, they didn't review it. No, no, it was just like a little standoff, like get yeah. off me thing. But just yeah. that, I don't think he looked. He didn't see where Tini's uh, chest was. Exactly. Like, like, it was more aiming for like the chest, like oh, just get off me thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. it wasn't as like it wasn't malicious. Everyone knows it won't be malicious. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more of the. 
it, it looks bad in real time because it's the momentum going into it more than anything. Um, and let's say if that elbow and his arm is about an inch lower, it's completely fine because he's like we said, it's just jousted for the ball. It's early minutes of the game, and I'm literally just seeing a tweet now that's saying this one's saying it's technically a punch. Uh, who's been punching you to, to look at have it look like that? I mean, take some self take some self defense classes, please. Um, no, nah, it's just it's mind boggling to me, and it just feeds into that. That, that thing that people have about Liverpool where they don't want to give us our, our, our dues and our flowers and our roses. And to be honest with you, for me personally, I couldn't give a flying fuck. My team's amazing. My team is performing at the highest possible level for the past two years. Three years, really, if we're going to be completely honest. Yeah. Um, and your team sucks. Face it, man. Simple. It, Simple. Your, your, your team is in the beginning of its journey, the beginning of its lifespan. Embrace it. Take the flaws, take the bad. You know, you'll build and, and you know, maybe... Just maybe you can get to where we are. But for now, we're at the top of the summit. And as Roman Reigns says, we're the chief of the tribe. This is how it is. When you get to this level, it's just how it is, man. You have to take the hate. You have to take the good with the bad. Farouk, we've not heard from you yet. Uh, and that's my bad because I'm the host and I should have uh, asked you something yeah. sooner on. Um, <laughs> I do want to talk about just the, the general gist of the game and how we approach it, really. Um, the press, and we saw it a bit against Chelsea as well in terms of the playing out from the back. It's just so, the triggers and what we do in terms of shutting people down, it's just so amazing. It's just so sensational. Off the ball, easily for me, the best clock game I've seen. Easily off the ball. Because, you know, you had fans like making up excuses, whatever. I don't even want to give any like breath to that. But in terms of the way we're pressing them, even the goal kicks, it was like, okay, you know, what do we do here? We knock it long. BVD's amazing in the air. So we're going to lose that duel. It's just going to bounce back to us if we play it short they're pressing us like like demons essentially that like we can't get out i've never seen us press to that level ever honestly maybe yeah. i'm like it's recency bias but it's it was mad and i was just like what do they actually do i was just trying to think for a second imagine i was like arteta obviously i'm not a manager or anything like what do you do in this situation because it's we were so perfect like off the ball we were so perfect personally for me post lockdown this has definitely been our best performance easily agreed uh for me again because of the quality of opposition i know less far better than them right now but given that they had beat us at the emirates very fortunate very fortunate to do so and in the community shield i thought this for me was a better performance than against leicester just because it was non-stop the level was non-stop it was like we're not letting you breathe. We made one mistake. They scored from their only shot on target in the first half. Their only shot, period, in the first half. <laughs> Which we literally gave you. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it was like, no, 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 no. We're, our foot is on your neck and we're not letting up. We, it's, it's done. It's done. And it's crazy because if you look at the last week, we faced Chelsea and Arsenal, teams who maybe coming into the season, people thought would challenge for four, top four, and I think they will. And it's you see the difference between us and them. It's just like, it's like chalk and cheese, really. It's like, I've never seen us this good. And I didn't think we'd be able to top last season. But yep. from the start, it's only three games in. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but it's just looking like a foregone con conclusion already. But anyway, let's let's hold that one for now. But yeah, overall the game, it was men against boys, man. Honestly, it was men against boys. And in terms of like opposition, Oba, that's like one goal in 12 against the top six away now. So yeah, that's an appalling record. And, like, Trent, listen, Ellis has been talking about it a lot. Trent 
hasn't been getting his flowers for how much he's improved defensively. Honestly, not man. Like, I really agree. Yeah. The team's just getting more and more complete. Like it's like, oh, how do we get better? You're forgetting yesterday. No Henderson. Yeah. No Thiago. Yeah. Um, Matip obviously he wouldn't have started. But who else was missing? Is that is is that it? Maybe someone else I'm forgetting. But it's like, uh, yeah, no, that's it. That was all. This was it didn't even matter. It, it literally didn't even matter. It was, they were lucky. They were lucky. Yeah. Thiago didn't start. It it didn't matter. I was like, we were so so far ahead of them. Anyway, I don't I don't know like how much better we can get because this is madness to me. For me personally, this is madness. In long make just quick one, just I quick think... one on uh, on Thiago as well. Um, came out before we started recording that he'd been a. Uh, being tested positive for coronavirus and obviously wish him the speediest recovery here. Go well soon. And we're looking forward to seeing you back in the starting 11 when, you, when, you're, feeling, when, when you're feeling better. So, swift recovery. Yes, swift recovery, man. I also was so lucky he wasn't playing yesterday, bro. Oh, my days, fam. If he was playing, it would be like 10 years. Yeah. It, it, yeah, no, it was... I'm 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 trying to think of a bad performance. I think I'm not sure about that. I mean, ten, <laughs> ten nil. <laughs> well, I trust me, it would have been ten nil. I I don't want to talk too much about Arsenal, like because they're like pretty much a non-factor. But what I did find surprising is that they still went with a back three against us. Like, yeah, I thought that was weird. Bellerin was Bellerin was shocking. Um, I mean, no, they, you can you, they, you can see they, what they're they, doing they in terms of playing they, from the back. They thought they had our number. They yeah, two wins against us. Yeah, they um, thought they had their number. They they thought they, they, thought they had our number. Them. The fans thought they had our number. Oh, but guess yeah. again, baby, you ain't got yeah. our number. Yeah, yeah. it's but a mystery, man. Since Glam is here, um, there was two parts of color which I saw yesterday. Like it was like just like superb when he got the ball. He cut inside and he just gave Jota some mad ball. It was mad. Ooh, yeah, mad. that was ridiculous. She was good. She was good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was mad. I was like, what? Yeah, we, we tell and him. Then, and then he did the maddest thing I've ever seen him do. Like, I've never seen him do this. I was like, I know you've been greedy, but this is next. Yeah, this he is literally like, took the ball. He took the ball off. <laughs> he took the ball off my man. Right, took the <laughs> I was like, bruv. Now, nah, you know me, I'm like Salah Protection Agency, like the CEO. <laughs> but, bruv, nah, 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 nah. Do you know what? I think, because I can't remember who was mentioning earlier. He is going, he's, I think it was Mike, he's trying to go to another level. And I, I appreciate that. But there has to be some sense of rationale. No, that, that wasn't on. That wasn't on at all. Yeah, that wasn't that right. Was, man, I'm, I'm, I'm halfway house with it, you know, because I always think, in a way, to goal scorer, you want to have that goal scorer mentality where he takes every opportunity. But also at the same time, you essentially picked the ball up and moved it away from no, Jota. Exactly. Chris, it's so... in his back flash. How did he even get there, bro? That's what I think it was. Because I don't know how he got there that quick. That's what I think, no, I think no, he was yeah. running. It was like a tunnel vision, was, innit? Yeah, do, do you know what it was as well? Yeah, Jota really was like, ah, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. You were saying <laughs> no. You know the pass, he, the amazing pass he plays through to Jota, and he misses. He misses the chance. Yeah. So that's probably thinking yeah. you've had your chance now. Yeah, it's yeah, my yeah. turn. <laughs> I got to eat now. I got to eat. I tried. Everybody gets I one. It's crazy. No, but um, yeah, that that wasn't for me. That wasn't. I was. I'm halfway house with you, Chris. Like I want him to score. That. I like my shot. Ah, yes, the, the fellow company man, the fellow. Yes, I am. Here I am. <laughs> but but fam. You came from bare far. Nah, I can't. <laughs> you know what it is? It, it is 
Like Gary Neville's like analysis of Salah after the Leeds game is one of the best I've seen for for a long time. It's like the Ronaldo versus Rooney thing. So like Manny's more Rooney where he worked for the team mm-hmm. and he still offers a lot in the final third. And Salah's adding that to his game, but Salah is very much Ronaldo. Like he wants the individual accolades. And like for Salah, if he's scoring goals, he's helping the team. And like yeah. his hunger for goals is just another level. I've never seen that from Liverpool player yeah. before, where like he is livid when he doesn't score goals. So it's just it's just that again, really, isn't it? Mike, the thing is, Wenger spoke about this. He said that Salah, if he was to take his playmaking more seriously, he'd be like, it would, it'd actually take his game to another level. Yeah. Well, and you can see, like, yes. was a perfect example. I said that. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's Definitely. really frustrating about him because Definitely. when he played that pass to Jar, I didn't see it. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't see it. And mm-hmm. it was the vision was unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. I want to see more of that from him, to be honest. Like the goals will come. He will get the goals. Yeah. But he, doesn't, he doesn't need to be so selfish. I don't think. And it makes him less predictable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I just, someone needs to sit him down and talk to him and say, look, you're going to bag. You're going to bag. But why don't you try and improve your assist amount as well? Because you can, <laughs> you can literally lead. You know what I mean? You won't, you won't, I think he will. I think he's shown the willingness to do it, like Farouk said. I mean, there's, there's been a few times this season where he's been playing balls through and it's just the playmaking's just been, been clearly there. But there's also that thing in the back of his head where he's just saying, like, take the shot, just go on, yeah, do it. Take the shot. Yeah. Take the shot. No, do a worldie, do it. You can do it. You've done it before. Do it again. Um, sorry, Al, go on. No, yeah, I was saying that last season I went on to the main pod and um, I said that he possibly was a better passer of the ball than Mane. And they were like, no, nah, no, nah, he's not, he's not. But... I've seen Salah do some ridiculous pass. He definitely is. You know what I'm saying? Like, when, when we're on the break, yeah, it's, it's like is. a perfect pass straight into the path of Mane. Yeah, better though. It's, t- it's touch and go. It's touch and go, man. It depends how you wake up in the morning, isn't it? Well, well Glam, you don't think he's a better passer than Mane? <laughs> no, nah, he's a better passer. Think he's better player. Player. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, we're not doing yeah. that today, but yeah. Okay, fair. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing that. I was just saying, innit? Come on, <laughs> we'll, it we'll send that up as a separate pass. Zane. Uh, oh, I, I do want to touch on, uh, touch on two two more things to close off uh, the discussion on Arsenal um, because I mean I, I can only just give Liverpool their flowers for the game from last night I mean we were absolutely superb um, the one thing that's been really irking me uh, and it's from the, from the past two weeks really more than anything is how the mainstream media have been talking about our use of the high line so our use of the high line isn't anything new. If you're a Liverpool fan, this isn't new to you. Ever since VAR came in, this is something we've introduced. We've been playing it. You know, we've been playing the odds, which, you know, ahead of the curve is why we're better than you. Um, and there's a really good stat that I saw earlier on because uh, the one thing that really hurt me last night is that I think I think it was Tyler. I, it probably was mine, Tyler. My general hatred for him just probably makes it assigned him to this. But everyone was saying that they're trying this thing that Bayern Munich were doing. And it's like, no, we, we, we've been doing yeah. it for a long, long, long time. We've been doing it for a long time. And um, I just want to start here from, uh, from David Hughes. Uh, Liverpool had roughly 141 offsides for last season. Uh, 52 more than Bayern, who are often in the high-line conversation, and 42 more than any other Premier League side. Even with the delay flagging for offside this season, they're still on course to hit roughly 139 based on games so far. So our offsides per 90 for last season were 3.71. Obviously, round that up, that's four offsides a game. And then again, the thing with the high line as well, we had defenders with such good recovery pace that if you do manage to stay on side, we will track you down. And again, from the keeper from last night, who I get, who was absolutely superb in the scenarios, he positioned himself so well, he makes himself look so big 
that you have to do something very special to get past him. So, Anik, I'll come to you on this. The higher line. So, yeah. I, it's I, such I, an even, integral place to our game. Yeah, that's, that's just part and parcel of our game. It allows us to play exactly the way we want to play. It allows us to suffocate up the opposition in midfield. It allows us to push on with the fullbacks. Even with the high line, if we're going to get caught, they have to play it over the top. We have players like Fabinho who can fill in, as well as the two tall centre-backs that can also intercept the ball. And we have the recovery pace. It's just, it's just part and parcel of our game. So, yeah, I think I saw that as well, what, what people were saying about, oh, you know, we're following Bayern Munich and, you know, nah, we've been doing this for a long time. This is, this is how we play now. You know, we're going to dominate the ball. We're going to have a lot of possession. And that's just, and you know, that's, that's just the way it is. Um, I think touching on that, though, um, I think the reason why people may have also said that yesterday was, um, I don't want to use the word sloppy, because, you know, that could, uh, that could upset. That could Who upset said we're playing Klopp. sloppy? <laughs> <laughs> it, it seemed like that. And I think that's what Klopp referred to, is that people would get, um, Arsenal got in behind us a couple of times. Um, and I, I just want to touch on that as well. Like, you know, Arsenal, they really should have, like, Lacazette should have buried those chances, to be honest with you. One, um, one thing I would say, Anik, though, is that the, the second, the Lacazette chance where Alisson saves it is world-class goalkeeping because... Like I said, before he even gets a chance to look up, Alisson's right in his face, massive. All big, he's like spreads himself, and he's like, "Okay, like I said, what are you gonna do?" But he's in, like but it he's has like one two one seconds. Mike, he has two seconds to make a decision, and he just like panics and shoots. Mike, you see, if you watch it again, if you get a chance, what happened is like that shifted, and then yeah. Alisson shifted as well. So he's like, "It's world class yeah. goalkeeping, no, honestly. Amazing. Absolutely, it's a bad miss. Don't get me wrong, but." Listen, that goalkeeping is like out of this world. Because as soon as he saw he beat the trap, he stepped out. Then, like, is that shifted? He shifted as well. So he made, he made him so. And he's right in his face. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! And don't forget, he's not a small lad. Like, he's not a uh, bare nimble. about yeah. what? Yeah. yeah. Only weighs about 15, 17 stone. At to shift and not fall down. According yeah. to Joe, he weighs twenty four. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but no, I said, I said it last week as well, like, Alisson, like, when playing the high line. Like, we play our high line because we've got a goalkeeper like that. He's quick off his line. He's good with the ball. He understands the game. He ain't just a goalkeeper waiting for a shot to come like Pickford and then try and save it. He understands how the game's going, how the team is pressing, how the team is defending. So, as you said, when it, when, when Lacazette gets through, albeit, yeah, a striker one-on-one, you want to say, yeah, he should score. But if you look at Alisson's position, he, he makes himself big. It's more of a good save for me than a bad miss. Yeah, it's, it's like we say, it's, it's world-class goalkeeping, uh, powered by Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. As all things <laughs> are with, 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 with Alisson. Um, it's just, he's, he's fantastic, man. He's just... He's, oh, he's yeah. brilliant. I, 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 brilliant. Can't, I can't speak highly enough of him. It's just, every time you see him in between the sticks, and it's quite funny that the internet, the internet are going to do what the internet does. And obviously, when... It was came out that Adrian was possibly playing last night, and everyone basically shit themselves um, yeah. <laughs> until the game, until team sheet came out. Uh, it, it it's more of an indictment for me anyway of how good Allison is, yeah. his levels and the standard he set for himself, than how bad Adrian is. Because I actually don't think that Adrian is that bad of a goalkeeper. No, he's not. Honestly. He's not. He's not. Yeah. Just I said before the team came out. I said I know Thiago and Allison are doubtful. But I'd much prefer Allison fit. I just know we've got cover in the middle. Allison is key. Allison is key, man. 
He is he yeah. is key. He is definitely key. But I just think even if Adrian comes in, and I don't want to touch on the point of Adrian too much, but he does make a lot of mistakes. And I'm not just yeah. referring. I'm not just referring to the Atletico Madrid game where he made like a three in one game. He did make a lot of mistakes last year. He's been a lot, hero, isn't it? And a lot of them was because of the high line. I remember there's a couple of them in my head where he just rushes out. Because we've been caught in behind due to the high line. I think Bournemouth stood yeah. out when Milner cleared it off the line. Um, oh, yeah, and then yeah. also, and then also, you know, like against Southampton when, you know, they were pressing us and when the fullbacks push out, he just he just dilly-dallies and he just doesn't know what to do. That's what I was saying, I Alex. That's what I was saying in regards Alex to like, so Alex crucial. reading the game and a goalkeeper being a goalkeeper. I think Adjo's more of a, just a goalkeeper. Exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, Definitely. I do think there's a conversation we need to have in that when Adrian hopefully he doesn't play in the Premier League because we want Alisson to stay fit and play the, the whole season. But if Adrian does come in, I think we need to alter the way we play slightly. So like one thing Klotz said, I remember that stood out to me when Adrian made a mistake of his feet. I think it was against um, Southampton. Southampton. And and he and he said the boys shouldn't use Adrian as much as they did in the game. Yeah. And that's something we yeah. should also with the high line, like we should maybe drop a few yards deeper when when Adrian's playing, just because. The high line works as well as it does, partly because Allison is probably the best goalkeeper in the world. So, and he's the best sweeper keeper in the world. Like he's so quick off his line, and he makes himself really, really big, and he covers the angles well. So, like that's why we we're really good with the high line, partly. So, if if Adrian does play, it is a risk because he's nowhere near as good as as Allison at covering his space and sort of making those those crucial one on one saves. So, I yeah. think it's a conversation we need to have. If, if Adrian does ever come back into the side in the Premier League game, how do we play when he's in the side? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a very valid point. I think it's it's also kind of muscle memory, isn't it? Really, as well, you do things, you know, a thousand times one way. It's, it's really hard to change them with the others, especially in the moment. But it'd be interesting to see. Hopefully, Alisson does stay fit for the entirety of this campaign. I do want to touch on one more thing before we kind of uh, talk about opposition and whatnot. Um, I just want to touch on Naby Keita from last night. I thought it was a an under the radar performance uh, for me because I, I thought he played really well. It was decent. Music. I was laughing at him because of, of his running technique. He's got a mad running technique, fam. It's like he lifts his knee bare high. <laughs> He's trying bare like, to run in it. <laughs> it just looks so funny to me. But um, yeah, I thought he played well. I thought um, he plugged the gaps really well. After that 75, he started to blow out of his ass a little bit, of course. Obviously, that is a lot of that is a lot of running he has to do. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, I thought, him and, I thought him and him and Firmino were absolutely knackered when he was wow. like about 72, 75. No, Firmino does it. Firmino can like, he guises it a little bit because he's so good. Firmino, Firmino does this funny thing whenever the play stops. He just sits there and he goes... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he's like... <laughs> that people's just like, fuck you, no. On his knees. He's like, a lot of funny. <laughs> he was fucked. <laughs> he was so fucked, but... Interesting because he popped up on the right a lot, and obviously we we know his preferred position is on the left hand side of the midfield. Mm. Um, but it's, it's like you said, Al. I think everything's kind of seeming to click together for him at the beginning of the season. It's not a performance that, when you look at it on paper, it pops out. But when you're watching it in the process and what he's doing in the flow of the game, 
It's a very, very impressive performance. It's like you said, it's a mature performance. It's a very Wijnaldum like performance where yeah, it's one of right. those ones. Yeah, it's one of those ones where you, you don't really see it on the stat sheet. When you're watching it back, it, it, it sticks out a lot. Yeah. I think on the Cater point as well, I think he's now putting together a run of games. He's started three games in a row now. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he plays the next few games. And I think that could obviously give him a chance to, you know, kick on because we kept saying that our. Oh, you know, he might get an injury and then, you know, start in his progress. At least now, if he's going to get a clean run of games, we can really see what he's about. Completely agree. I think he's earned the big game trust now as well. It's two big yep. games in a row and it's top six, up at, well, I'd say top six, uh, one top six and one top eight opposition. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, anything, anyone else for anything else in regards to the Arsenal game? So if there's one thing that I, ought, that I do want to pick out, because I want us to be perfectionists as Liverpool fans, the mistake, I mean... You know, it's happened a couple of times now against Arsenal. Even against Leeds, there was a couple of mistakes. It, it really did wind me up at the time, seeing seeing Robbo do that, just only because we had complete control of the game. And um, that, that was one thing for me that I just don't like. Um, I know it's a mistake. I know it's a moment in isolation. You can't really cancel that out. But it's just one thing that was just getting to me a bit. Anik, one thing I would say, though, and the reason why I'm not too worried is the response to the mistake. Fucking exactly, hell, yeah. like... interject everything, bro. Jesus <laughs> Christ, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's exactly that. But No, you know why, why I say yeah. that, uh, Glam? It's because before, like, if one of our players made that mistake in the past, like, we've seen Lovren make mistakes and then his head completely goes and the oh, game is lost. But like yeah. with Robert, he makes a mistake. It's like, okay, I've made a mistake. Let me get on with the game. And he, and he mm. scores a goal about 10 minutes after that. That's why I think like, okay, the mistake is bad. But like, let's not get carried away. Like these mistakes aren't uh, in character. I, I yeah, but let's not... Point. I think we've got a point though, because it's a sequence. It's a sequence. It's, it's, not, just, it's, it's not Warro. We had yeah. Van Dijk last time. We had Gomez. No, it's fair. It's fair. Cut out, Mike. I think we need to cut I mean? out. Do you know what I mean? No, I said last time I was on the pod, I said the mistakes are worrying as well. But I also think we should caveat it by saying... The players are responding well to the mistakes, and these aren't mistakes oh, that are going to, cons- are going to consistently definitely. make through the season. Like these are just like a we're going through a weird period where like the players aren't as sharp as they usually are. They're making these uncharacteristic mistakes, and hopefully they won't continue. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. But all he's doing is highlighting a con. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think we've got more bros. Everything. <laughs> I think it's a concentration thing. I think. I think That's why you're on the list, bro. Yeah. That's why you're on the top three list. <laughs> what do you mean? That is top... why. <laughs> <laughs> glam, glam, ca- <laughs> no, I can't even offer a caveat bro. now without <laughs> glam jumping down <laughs> my throat. No, that, that's why your list, bro. That's it. I would. I love Mike. You know. We give them that's, logical I'm responses. No, he does it. He never does it. <laughs> Glam Jericho there. You just made the list. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of top reds in this in this section today. Actually, man. Uh, listen, listen. All the top reds. Listen, <laughs> I don't understand why I'm a top red. I'm you sorry, yeah, I, I don't get it either. Yeah, who so put you in there? Everyone. 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 Apparently, you're a top red because you defend everything Liverpool do. Who <laughs> me? Krish. Yeah, Krish. You're top red. You're a Firmino stand. So you have to be a top top red to be a Firmino <laughs> forever. Anik is a top red. Oh my goodness, you're the toppest of toppest. Honestly, yeah, no one comes close. Mike, you know what? You're battling, but you're in the top four at least, man. You know what I mean? Champions League. He's oh, number wow. one, bro. You don't go to the, <laughs> no, the qualifier anymore. <laughs> nah, for real, I'm not that, man. Sorry, nah. I'm, I can't even offer a caveat for my boy Robo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even offer a caveat. 
Robbo, you see what I'm doing for you, bro? I'm going to start shooting off tweets like Trump, man. Collusion. Uh, rigged election. <laughs> Absolute fake news from Glam. Going back to um, Alex's point, I think it is, it's true because like, it's concentration. Sometimes we can have so much of the ball and we just like, we, we're thinking ahead of the next step. So like, you know, sometimes like when you're writing something, you forget to write a word because you, you said it in your head, but like, you forget to write it. So I think that's what happens sometimes with Liverpool. Like with Robbo, he's thinking, oh, I'm going to take this ball down and I'm going to shift it up. But then it's like, he's not got his body ready and he just flipped over. It happened. Even I think Van Dijk and Gomez both made a, a, a similar error. It's more like they let the ball go under their foot. Luckily, we was like, luckily Arsenal was sitting, sitting back. So I think that is something that hopefully throughout the season, it will raise itself and will be sharper. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's early doors. I think it, it always happens at the beginning of the season as well, weirdly for Liverpool. Um, I mean, Southampton last year, we did one against Norwich. There's always seems to be like one or two kind of weird mistakes in within the first five games of the season. And obviously, thankfully, they're not actually costing us points because you know, we have the mentality in the Wovel trying to go through that. And speaking of mentality, um, I believe it was the bard Roy Jones Jr. that once said, can't be touched, can't be stopped, can't be moved, can't be rocked, can't be shut, we heart. Where will my new people learn? Um, Man City this weekend dropped points against uh, Leicester, who played incredibly well, regardless of what uh, Rodri says. Um, I just want to touch on time kind of mentalities. We've, we've, we've done an actual podcast based on Liverpool's mentality and how strong they are and how we've actually earned the title mentality giants. Mike, I'll come to you on this. With Man City, every time they lose, it's always someone else's fault. Oh, Why do you think that is? <laughs> no, it's such a big problem for them. I think that's the difference between them and us. Like, I think not we've bridged the gap in terms of quality of player now, so you can argue man for man we have a better first level than they do. But on top of that, we have a much better mentality than they do. Like we we deal with setbacks both within and between games much better than any other team in the world. I I will stand by that. I think, like I said, the Robert, the Robert mistake is just an example where again it's a really poor mistake and hope we eradicated them. But we recover so well from that. We score two minutes after that and we don't let it get us down. Whereas City make mistakes in games, they give away a penalty, and for the next 10-15 minutes they look absolutely like they're think all thinking about that mistake and the player in, the player who's made a mistake is completely rocked by that mistake. And that's the difference between them and us. We have a strong mentality where we use setbacks to power us forward and they use setbacks to project this where is me mentality and everything's against us and it's someone else's fault, not our fault. And I think it's it's really, for me, if I was a City fan, I'd be really worried about that because Liverpool just seem like they're so relentless and they're never going to stop and they're just going to keep going and they're going to keep fighting. Even if it's, they're 2-1 down with five minutes to go, they'll find a way to score those two goals and win the game. And City, just like whenever they, anything goes against them in a game, they're going to crumble. And it's like in the title challenge, you need to, especially against a team like us, you need to be resilient. You need to be strong because we are relentless and we will keep going. You have to do the same. If you don't, you're not going to be able to survive a 38-game season against us. So, yeah, I, I, I genuinely, for City, I don't see, like I'm not writing them off the, completely early on because they have so much quality. I mean, Kevin De Bruyne is probably the best player in the league, but and he's someone that can make a difference in any game. But, Certainly, from a mental side of things, I'd, I'd, according to Anik, just for I'd... oh, you beat me, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. I was waiting till Mike was going to finish. I was like, oh, God, sorry. <laughs> Wo- woeful shout, but yeah, like City, their mentality is a worry for sure. I, I think, I think on the point of um, City, I think also their penalties as well. That was 
extremely naive. Like to give away a penalty, three penalties in a game, Ooh. and and the yeah. way they gave away those penalties was was shocking. They were just like, oh, just come back here and just like pulled the man back. Pep has spent what four hundred million pounds on centre on defenders since he became Man City manager. Laporte's the only unequivocal success. Walker has been okay for them in spells, but even like on the weekend, he gives away a penalty and he has those defensive lapses that we thought he would have eradicated by this point of his career. So, like Benjamin Mendy's Benjamin Mendy's a glorified social media manager as well. (laughs) I mean, he's woeful as well. And I think also on the on the city game. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, but I think Pep's decision making as well in the game was was completely wrong. Um, I was watching that game. And obviously, Morris scored a cracking goal. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a long afternoon here for Leicester. But then at 1 1, you know, I don't like Fernandinho. I just, just don't like him. Really? I just think he, as, as a person, I just think he's oh. just a bit, you know, just. Sport hate. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just don't like him. But he's, he's a very, but, but he's, he's a very good player, though. And he took off Fernandinho, and that just offered no cover for them. He took, he took him off at 1 1, and they ended up losing. I think um, Pep's decision making in games as well needs to be questioned um, and yeah they, what that left Rodri to, to cover and that just he's just not good enough I think there's something with Kevin De Bruyne as well in that some players don't take responsibility because it's like Kevin De Bruyne will do it for us it's almost like when exactly. we had Gerard back in the day right and it's yeah. like Gerard will get us out of this hole don't worry they do the same thing with Kevin De Bruyne and it's like sometimes Kevin De Bruyne will not produce the cross or he won't score the goal and you guys need to step up and I think that's not happened enough for City. Like players are not performing to the level they shouldn't and shouldn't can be. Top red Kevin De Bruyne. I think um, with City, like I actually didn't watch the game. I I watched the Wolves game, um, but that one I looked on live score and it was one 0 and I was doing something because I was like, yeah, this is it's over already because it was like fourth minute he scored or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is over. Then I looked at my phone again, and it was three one. I was like. So I, ref- I legitimately refreshed live score again. I was like, that don't make sense. And it was 3-1. I, was like, I looked again, it was 5-2. I watched the highlights and I, I just thought to myself, this looks like a team that's had enough. Like, they, not in a bad way, but he's got so much out of them. You know Pep is super intense. It's like they're drained. It's like, all right, it's enough now. You know what I mean? Like, you got the best out of us for two seasons. There's no more. There's actually no more that they can do. And honestly speaking, I just feel like they've had enough. Not in a negative way, but it's run its course. You know what I mean? It's actually run its course. And I feel like they need new life in that club, like completely top to bottom. I think. Farouk, Pep- I'll, I'll ask you as well. Yeah. Does it look like Pep's had enough too? Yeah, I mean, he's had, a lot, he's had a lot of stuff personally going on. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. His mom passed away from COVID. Yeah. And he just looks, you see it in his face, like he just looks mentally drained. Yeah, I think he's tired because even before the game, the pre-game, I saw them ask him, you know, what about pressure? And he said, this isn't pressure. This is like the worst they can do is sack me. I'm like, wait, why would you even say that? Like, I know he's going through a lot of stuff, but for that to leave your mouth is like, okay, cool. Like, you really don't 
like you, not even you don't care, but you're t- you've had enough in it. You've done the, what you can do. I think if he wins the Champions League, he leaves. To be fair, he leaves regardless at the end of the season, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but I generally feel like he's had enough, and I think maybe he thought he'd be able to squeeze another league title out of this team, but no chance. I, um, on that, I think he's bottling it personally. I think he's had enough. I think uh, Liverpool, obviously, when he came, Man City were what probably the level that you know what I mean that can go on and dominate. They did. He bought. They did. Um, I think company going was a bigger miss than anyone ever thought. Um, I know Laporte got injured, unfortunate. But I just think that Liverpool stepped up. And now Liverpool stepped up. Now he's actually got a challenge. Yeah. We, we marginally missed out the season before. Last season, we took it. And this season, again, we're, we're still on that level where we look like we're the ones to beat. And I just, I just think he's not for the challenge. I think he's desperate buying. His, defense, his, his signings ain't been that great. You know, Mendy, poor. Mangala, poor. Um, I, and and the situation with Sane, like I don't get that. Now he used to play Sane and then take Sane off, and I just think Sane expressed his unhappiness like worldwide. Everyone knew he wanted to leave, didn't want to sign a new deal. That doesn't really happen in Liverpool. I know Genie's going for it, Genie and signed a deal, but that's because we can't really negotiate an agreement. I also think, I also think the Genie thing as well. It's a it's a shaking hand agreement from both parties to say yeah exactly. Like, You've been a, a and there's something that Neil Atkinson always says on the on the Anfield rap as well. You look at kind of players and how they develop, and Ginny might be. He, it's kind of one of those things like he can regress on someone else's time, not our time. Yeah, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Sane one, is the Sane point is such a great point because I think I said this in the group at the weekend. Um, in that season that they won the league, Sane coming off the bench and the different well difference he made. I mean, all you have to do is look in the game against us. Um, he was absolutely superb that game. And we haven't had that. And obviously last season, they didn't have it with him, unfortunately, being injured. And that was a massive miss for them. And in my opinion, they've still not replaced him. I mean, I've, yeah. I've not seen... I've, I won't say I've seen Fran Torres play at all. But again, Leroy Sane is a different <laughs> animal. Because I actually think Leroy Sane is a better player than Raheem Sterling. Yeah, I mean, honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, I yeah. think you, Sane is a better player than Sterling, no question. But he hasn't got Sterling's mentality, no disrespect. Sterling just like... Sterling's not the best player. People always forget that, but mentally, where like what he can do is like he's always there. Anyway, what I wanted to say was Pep on um, Glenn's point about Pep um, bottling it. I don't know. You might be right because I remember when he was going head to head with Jose at in Spain in La Liga, and then mm-hmm. last season when Jose won, he still left. I was like, wait, don't you want to win before you go? Like, what's that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like. Sometimes he's probably thinking, well, I've won it. I don't have to fight for it because I've won it anyway. So you're winning yeah. it. That's cool. Like, do you get what I'm trying to say? And I just feel like yeah. it could be that. It could be that he's tired. It could be a combination of the two. But I do feel like City's like, not a sinking ship, but when he leaves, yeah. they're going to go for a period where, like, okay, cool. It's dark days now. Not United levels, but they will go into a, like, a place where it's like, okay, you know, how can we recover from here? In my opinion, anyway. Mm, yeah, I, I agree. But I think... What City City is a better organization, whereas like when they did bring Pep in, they were talking about like holistic vibes and all of that um, management garbage. What they're talking about anyway, from top to bottom, is all the same. So I think maybe they might have a better like the landing might be a bit more softer than what Man United one. One Man United one was just from here all the way down to the bottom. So, um, but I do feel I I personally feel that Pep probably leave middle of the season. That's what I feel because 
like like um, Glamsel. Yeah, man, like Glamsel, fam. The way Liverpool started, he's gonna kettle his head. But Champions League's there to play for, though, bro. Bam, he, he they're winning. They're not so winning. They got them, Liverpool bro. and Bayern yeah, to get past. I'm, I'm really. not disputing that they're gonna win it, you know, but. The fact that they'll still be in it in terms of like they'll obviously go through the group stages. Bro. And the first the first round of sixteen is played in February. So I don't see him leaving before February. I don't I don't think he'd leave. I think he's got he's got a bit too much self respect. He's, he's got too he's got too much pride. Yeah. That would be, be Yeah, but he wants to get sacked though. I don't think he minds getting sacked. He walk away. Yeah. Oh bro, yeah, if he gets sacked, you get the payday. I mean, yeah, you get, he, he, he don't I mean, mind. As he said, he doesn't want a new deal. He said, I, I don't want just want a new deal. I need to deserve my new deal. That's exactly what he said. And him saying that, you don't need to say that. It, it, the owners are not stupid. They're not five years old, are they? They all know whether you deserve one or not or they want you. So why are you coming out saying that? It's yeah. like you're initiating yeah, something, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. He's gone. He's gone. I think he's gone anyway. I mean, we won't touch on the other the other teams in terms of yeah. yeah I mean, and... qu- quickly on the other. <laughs> do you guys think it's uh, like early predictions? Obviously, do you think it's a season where we walk it? Do you guys think that? I don't want to put the omens on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so hard to tell because the, yeah. the fixture congestion could change things. Like we could go for a spell where, God forbid, but some players pick up injuries. And where, where you know, I mean, they to, have now, haven't they? Really, they much? have now, but it could, it could be a stage where, like, maybe three or four key players are out at the same time, and we play, yeah. you know, one of the big, one oh. of the big six teams. What are their injuries? Who are their injuries? Henderson's Who's injured. Um, Who? Henderson, Henderson, Tiago, Matip. No, no. Oh, you talking about, about City? No, no. Our, our injuries, our injuries. Oh, okay. Yeah, we cope, we cope. But as as um, Christian, when when we lose, everyone just say, "Oh, we're sloppy. We weren't good enough." When yeah. City lose, oh, yeah, that person was yeah. out. They always get oh, excuses. Yeah. They've always, yeah. they've always got something tucked away. Yeah, always. Yeah. always. And they get slapped off quite even, they, they lost back-to-back last year to um, Wolverhampton, you know, home yeah. and away. Bro, but, they lost yeah. eight games. They lost yeah. eight games. You can't tell me Laporte is the reason why they're losing eight games. Thank you. Oh, Thank man. you. Like, yesterday, um, in the match, um, I think Neville was talking about, oh, if we lose... Allison, or if we lose Van Dyke, I'm thinking, bro, we lost Allison for eight games last year. It's a silly narrative now. It's just the same. Do you know it's, yeah. it's, it's been regurgitated, regurgitated till it's like you think about it. Hold on, wait. Henderson was missing yesterday. Thiago was missing yesterday. Matip was missing yesterday. Those three players start from for almost every team in the league. Easy. Yeah. You know, I, I, so it's like, what, what are you guys talking about? And we still wipe the floor of Arsenal. Like, Light work, you know. So as 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 a topic, as a title, what Chris said. Sorry, that's a, it's it's the mentality. Yeah, mm. we could lose Van Dijk and Allison, but as you said, Adrian coming last year, we all hold our heads like, oh, for fuck's sake, this yeah. brother's got released to West Ham, and mm. he, and then we still wipe. We, we 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 gained our lead. He came in Norwich, you know, first game of the season. We are we extended our lead with Adrian in goal for two months. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying yeah. to you, and that's because our mentality, and that's what I'm saying. When people come in, they understand what you expected of you. I don't think they yeah, got that. Fair. Yeah, that's. I think the mentality is is the big thing, and hundred percent. Yeah, they don't cope with setbacks well. That's the problem with City. Like Aguero's injured, and they're thinking, "Where is me?" And Jesus gets injured, and thinking, "Where is me?" And then someone else will get injured, and they'll be on the floor crying. So yeah, I just think the mentality is different between City yeah. clubs. And and yeah. on, on that, like you know, like obviously we've complained so much, but if you look at our team, our depth is actually mad. Our centre half. Which you could probably caveat by saying we've got Fabinho to cover. Our depth is actually insane now. It's actually it is insane. Midfield especially is ridiculous. Yeah. Curtis Jones, 
Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jordan Henderson, Genie Wijnaldum, Naby Keita, Fabinho, Thiago. It's absolutely insane. Minamino could probably do a job in midfield. Marco Grouch. <laughs> Marco Grouch. <laughs> 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 uh, you are trying, trying to set me off, you know. It's all right. I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of squad death, we do have an energy drink cup game uh, on Thursday against Arsenal. Um, in, terms of, in terms of the death, anyone you're looking, looking to start? Uh, particularly for that game, Jota. Jones as well. Hopefully, Jones and Minamino. I, I badly want to see Jota because for me, I know we didn't touch on it, but when we watched um, in the Arsenal game in the group chat, me and Glam was obviously talking about it quite a bit. But like in terms of like when he came on, the difference he made—not even the difference, yeah. the level he kept up because yeah. most people say Mane yeah. was in the match. There was no drop off in level when he came on. So uh, the thing I uh, the thing I equate that to for is we've been so used to seeing Origi being the first attacking sub for so yeah. long. Wow. He just does the yeah. one. He just does the one thing. It just came on, wow. and it's like it was a like I'm not gonna say it's a like for like fit because that's a bit unfair on Mane, but you can see the quality that he adds and the desire he had and the position he was getting in. He was tracking back. He was initiating attack. Yeah, I think I think he player. had. I think the fact that he had like three clear cut chances, one of which. Bruh. In just shows minutes. that, yeah. In what, however, how long was it? Fifteen minutes he came on for. Yeah, just shows yeah. that he's taken up the right positions, and you know, yeah. yeah, we actually do have a level of quality that can come off the bench. That, that boy looks like, yeah, he looks like he's saying, you know what, you lot brought me to like be on the bench, but you lot are gonna oh. find a place for me in the starting. He's come from, he's come from Mayans to Liverpool to mash work. Literally, yeah. that's what he's come for. Um, you know what I mean. Diego, yeah, my, shut up, let's go. <laughs> my two, Minamino and Bridget. Those two. Fish, uh, uh, I need Minamino to get minutes. Glenn, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give, give you the floor here, Glenn. Yeah. You want to talk about, do you want to talk about Marco, Marco Gruwich? No, I, 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 I can sell him to you guys, but end of the day, is you're going to make your decisions, but I'm telling you, it's gonna be one we will regret. I'm telling you. I am telling you. No, yeah, we, we record this pod. We will regret getting them go. I we are recording the pod. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. <laughs> Lamb, like, come on. He's not like, saying Dan, mate. Stop saying that. The competition. The competition. Yeah, for places is silly, and I'm being selfish in it. But I'm just saying, if if we just do a year and a half, you got Henderson thirty, Ginny gonna leave, Milner gonna leave. That's potentially free going out. And this guy's 23. I'm just saying, we need to think about it. That's all I'm saying to you because the boy can play. I'm telling you, the boy can play. If if he's coach, if he stays at Liverpool, he will be a top midfielder, no doubt. Man, can it. I ask you a question? If he, if, he goes, if, if he goes to fucking Sheffield United, then he won't probably advance his game. Glam, are you Marco Gruch's agent? <laughs> no, bro, bro, I don't... I don't speak Serbian for one, yeah. And <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah. I saw I saw the boy live, and I'm oh. just saying, I know it's preseason against Barcelona, but bro, he was the best midfielder on the pitch. Rapid yeah, he was played, mad that game. Played, it was, was the it best on the pitch, bro. I found that header was sick. I went to the game. Oh, He's got one. But I understand header. you guys. I, I don't get wrong. I do understand you guys' point of view. Like it's not worth it. Like Harry Wilson sellable. Gridget's got a fee. They're all sellable play assets. But with him. No, I'll take that one badly, man. I'll be honest. Do you know what? I'm gone. So, go on. No, no, I agree with Glam. Yeah, so I agree with Glam. Like, the boy, he can play. He's a decent player, innit? But he's somebody, as for me, he's a valuable asset. 
and he's someone we can cash in on. Like I won't I won't miss him too much if we sell him. And then with the age thing, I do understand though. With the age yeah. thing, I get because because um like Mike Mike the team's getting old in it, so we do need that younger young legs. But I feel that we can probably get someone better than him in the next year or two. Yeah, and, and, and pay got, how much, bro? And we got some young youth called James Balgazi or whatever his name. He looks cold. You know coming, he's, he's, cold really, he's, he's really good, yeah. man. I, I, I've watched him a few times for the. He yeah. played for the 19s in the yeah. UEFA youth that Champions League yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah. He was really good. I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic, guys. We've had Suso. They didn't, I liked him. They didn't give him a chance. Pacheco, I liked him. They didn't give him a chance. Texera, I liked him. They didn't give him a chance. I'm optimistic. I, I'm not. I'm not even holding my breath for these guys anymore. Oh, so, but, but, okay, but fine, fair. But with Gurich, I, I get what you're saying. I just think he's the right player at the wrong time. That's what I think it is. I think that's yeah, what, fair that's enough. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. I think the ship sailed it, Gurich. Like he came, he, he was signed. Klopp's first signing, but he was signed at a time when we weren't as good as we are now, and like he's gone on loan a few times. And the club are just the best. The club are the best team in the world by far, yeah. and we have too many options yeah. in that area to justify keeping him. Simple as that. Yeah, the, the so options I, thing like, I can't find. Like Glam, back in the day, I when we first signed in 2016, I was excited. I was thinking, oh, this guy looks like a super talent. But then the Barcelona game, he was incredible in that game. But like yeah. since then, like it's the same with Brewster, I think as well, where Brewster was. This player will be all love, and I still think he can he can contribute. By the way, but like the club are probably seeing it where it's like these players are no longer the Bruce level we need, given where we yeah. are now. Bruce is another one we're cashing in on him. We cashing on our youngsters because they're not. I don't know. I don't know. Bruce, I'm disappointed with him. I'm not happy with that at all. But like, Grish, I can understand because we have like well, nine midfielders. I've had enough of Rigi. No, I, want I, like Rigi, Rigi, I don't think. But I want Rigi to go and play football now. For fuck's yeah, sake, man! You're like 28 years, 25. <laughs> Like, yeah, you're go play some games, man. Stop sitting up down. <laughs> you know what I mean, Glad? You know what I mean, Glad? You can't sit up. Come on, man. He's, man. he's comfy, man. He's on his grand a week. He just, he can chill on the bench. He's going to win some trophies. He's dying his hair blonde and shit. Wow. Like, he's taking yeah. a piss now, bro. I'm selling off our youngsters. That's the thing. Like, when you see Jota come on and make an immediate impact, the hunger is there for Jota. But then you've got right. someone like Ivo Corrigi. He was caught like, by fucking performance is not in there. The Origi thing, let's just touch on it quickly because the, the game against Lincoln last week in the oh. uh, energy drink cuff, that guy was fucking diabolical. Terrible. He, could, he, 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 didn't, he didn't move for a start. He just stood static. That's the one thing that pisses me off about him. He just doesn't move. doesn't make any effort. And then when he does move, it's like, oh, when I get myself involved in the play, good things happen. No well, shit. Oh. It's like, it's such a frustrating footballer because then he does nothing. And it's like the Newcastle game from the end of last season. Just nothing. The entire game, you're thinking, ah, oh, this guy, man, just, just let him go. Pulls That's the world what I'm in. Saying. That's what I'm saying. He's better, he's better than Sheffield United. They like them kind of players. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right, he'll do good at you know I mean? But Sheffield United don't much rather get Brewster, though. Yeah, of course. Who's he going to go for Brewster? 
Um, just touching on, uh, touch on Grivich, by the way, as well. Um, I think he would be a very, very successful midfielder in Serie A. We just get a little bit more time Agreed. on the ball. Agreed. 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 He, he likes to play the play. Agreed, he would. He definitely would. But let's hope he ain't, no? Jeff is going to play um, centre-back then. Because that's what I was thinking. Me, at this rate. Um, <laughs> and I'm not defensive for anyone. Someone done a team yesterday. And I actually, he said they, said, uh, they had Gomez and... Um, Reese Williams. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And obviously, um, Origi went in the team and actually agreed with the team. I can't remember who posted it, but yeah. Origi didn't make it. It was Jota, um, Shakiri, and Mino, front three. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that, yeah. Yeah, I like to see that. Yeah, if you can't keep Shakiri and Origi, like, I, yeah. I just don't see. One has to go. Yeah, one has to go. One has. To if, go. if anyone's more likely to go with Shakiri, isn't it really? I mean, I think yeah, someone would. I, I think someone would look at. I like Shaq. I would, He's I never fit though. Yeah, He's never fit. No, I, I like him. Is I like his no, Get him out of here, man. He's never no. fit. No, no, he's never no. fit. Chris, he's a weapon. He's a good weapon to have. Yeah, he's, he's an got... absolute weapon. He went to Turkey and got his hair done. I listen. <laughs> listen, his hair is fantastic. It's, it's, it's amazing. Perfectly quaffed last week. I, was, I will say that. You know, beautiful, mate. Right. Who do you want coming off the bench, Origi or Shaq? Shaq. Jack. Jota. This is what I'm saying. No, I do agree. It's the thing we do. Uh, oh. I want Firmino coming off the bench because obviously Jota's going to replace him anyway. So. Ah, for real. Chris, Chris was about to lock off the recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. now I'm playing. I'm playing game before I start getting pelters on Twitter, man. Please, chills. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? All nine of my burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I, you know what the funny thing is with the Jota thing. In certain games, I probably wouldn't try it for Villa. I think it's a bit too soon. Um, West Brom and Fulham, four-two-three-one, the right team for those. Seeing how badly they defend, mate, we could ship. We could put six or seven past them. It's it's looking good, and I'm glad we've just got these options and these these weapons. Really, um, I want to touch on Jota a little bit more. So, I think a conservative estimate when we when we when we had him in was about six or seven goals. Uh, in the league this season, is anyone's projection for that upped a little bit? Just seeing how quickly he can, he can deliver. Prem goals, prem goals. Um, yeah, no, definitely. But it de- it depends. Obviously, how the, how many games he starts or how many games he plays. But the fee that we paid for him, he's gonna get enough games. I think you. I think ten goals would be yeah. a good target for him. Mm. Got nine left. I agree. Yeah, ten, ten sounds about right. Yeah. Ten sounds about right for me. And I think you probably will get it. Because if someone from the look of the first game, someone that picks up the right um right position. Yeah. Lincoln, yeah. He had that shot that would just whistle past the uh the left hand post. So he's someone that lets it off quickly, he knows where he's shooting. He's finishing in training must be ridiculous because he always go for the he always goes for the same position, that left hand side netting. So yeah, I, I think ten goals makes sense. No, I think that's I think that's completely fair. I mean yeah. you can see how much it meant to him as well from what he was posting on social media yesterday. Um 
he was absolutely over the moon, and it's just it's just good to see him, man. And I think it's, I think it was Henderson that said it in the week as well. But when we sign these players, it's also refreshing for the squad to see new faces. No, it's yeah. Makes, uh, yeah, I can't remember what the, du- the direct, you know, I'll, I'll look for it. Um, what the direct quote was, but it's just really good to see that when they get these new faces in, it just refreshes the squad, it makes everyone feel happy. I mean, it's, it's like we've always said, it just adds another, another armory to, to the belt, really, um, and. I mean, we, we, we talk about how we can improve on this Liverpool side and, I mean, bloody hell, we've done it leaps and bounds in the past week or so. It's just it's just good to see. And it's just good to see we've got these extra elements we've got to our game too. Um, so, I think, are we, are we playing on Sunday? Because I am very confused about yeah. what days we're playing. Yeah, we are. 7.15 or something. Yeah. yeah. 10.15? Yeah, 7.15 Sunday, yeah. Well, I thought you said 10.15. I thought, what? No, no, no. It's like, I'm not being church then. I'll be in bed. I thought it was like 10.15 at night. It's just, um, we do have a trip to Birmingham against a, I'm not going to say it, an impressive Aston Villa side to to start out the season. Granted, their two opponents have been Sheffield United and Fulham, who have been absolutely diabolical. Uh, start off the campaign, but I mean, credit where credit is due, they look um, renewed. They've added a few new bodies in the side. Um, the right back, Matty Cash from Nottingham Forest, looks looks a decent player. Um, Ollie Watkins as well from Brentford looks like it's a bit of succession plan. So if they unfortunately did get relegated, then they will have the players to be able to bring themselves back up, uh, which is which is good to see. Um, and then led by the um, enigmatic, the talented Jack Grealish. Uh, Favorite of a few people in this pod, as opposed to James Madison, glam. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 early to be doing previews and such. But looking forward to this game on Sunday. How would you feel that we would set out? Because obviously, if we go back to this uh, to the game from last season, it was the game where we all kind of started to believe. You know, we were jibbed as many people would hate to think, uh, by VAR, because apparently it benefits us in massive amounts of ways, um, for a, a goal by an armpit. Uh, and we just showed that resilience and that fight with Will Bevel to, to get back in the game and take all three points. So what are you expecting realistically from this game on Saturday? Um, Anik, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, obviously, expecting a win, I think. Looking at the, uh, the fixtures at the start of the season, everyone was saying, oh, the first three games, the first three games, you know, we've navigated that perfectly now, picked up nine points. Obviously, you don't win the league at the start of the year, but you can quite easily drop points. So I think definitely looking for a win. In terms of the lineup, I think it's going to be very similar to what we played against Arsenal. But from what I want to see, I don't want to see the pressing game that we gave against Arsenal. I was really happy with the Arsenal performance. We literally showed them that we're, you know, two, three levels ahead of them. And if they can ever get to that level, good luck to them but I highly doubt it. Um, I do think that um, I don't I, I, I don't see it being like an energy sappy performance. I see us controlling the ball, dominating it. And yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a routine win for us, to be honest with you. Top red there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, it, um, I think the pressing that we saw against, uh, against Arsenal and, and Chelsea as well, I think they were very game-specific things to do, you know, with them passing out from the back and stuff. Um, Al, I'll come to you. Any lineup changes you'd like to see, or would you um, go again with the same team? Probably the same team. I don't think Hendel will be back by then, would he? I think he's out until after the international break. Oh, is it? Yeah, so it's going to most likely be probably the same team. Um, yeah, I wouldn't change much, to be fair. 
Um, still a bit early. Front three look fresh. Keita depends how he. I doubt if he plays tomorrow, so he should be fresh. Yeah, yeah, no need to change it. To be fair, that's what we like to hear. Uh, Mike, about yourself. Yeah, I think it'll be the same team as the team we played um, last night, to be honest with you. Maybe it depending on fitness, obviously, might be some change. Maybe Milner might get some minutes. But yeah, I expect the same team. And one thing I want from this game is if we do score the first goal, like turning back into 2 0 very quickly and killing the game is important. I think one thing, one critique I had of our performance yesterday, which was an unbelievable performance, by the way, was that we let Arsenal hang into the game too much. Like Arsenal were in the game up until Jota scores the goal to, to finally kill it in the 85th minute, I think it is. And I just think that's something that we need to do. I've said it before on the pod in terms of um, conserving energy and reserving energy and, and making sure we're fresh because this season, the games are going to come thick and fast. You don't want to be 1-0 with Aston Villa with like 85 minutes played and like five minutes to go and the game is still in the balance. You want to be 2 or 3-0 up um, and be very, very comfortable with, in, with the game in the closing stages so you're not, you know, chasing the game or trying to score a second goal to win the game and clinch the game. So that's something I want to see on, on Sunday. Just we kill the game very early and we have a comfortable evening. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I think that's one, one of my biggest critiques coming into this season as well. I think we tend to score fairly early or we tend to kind of get the lead. And even if we don't have the lead, I'd like to see us apply a lot more pressure and just be a bit more forceful and aggressive from you know 30 to 45 minutes you know, it's the, it's the one thing City and Bayern Munich both do better than us. Like City and Bayern Munich score like so many goals in like quick succession. That's why Bayern Munich always like, you, you turn the Bundesliga on, you see like Bayern Munich eight 0 up against some random team or or five 0 up or City has scored seven goals against Watford or or Norwich or something like that. So there's something we need to be better. We we we, we I think we're the best team in the world and we are the best team in sort of winning in any way possible. But we don't we don't turn one on to two north as quickly as I would like in some games anyway. And it's something we need to do moving forward. No, completely agree. Glenn, yourself? Um, well, commenting on what Mike just said about City and Bayern Munich, considering they both got slapped in their last game, so I don't want to follow their trend. Um, but Sunday, Villa, um, yeah, no changes. I think um, Thursday, we would have to see the team that's not played. So I think Jota will start that game. And then the team that played last night will rest. And then going into Sunday, everyone fit. I think that would be the same team that will um, start against Villa. Um, as Anik said, obviously, we the, the first fixtures that we had, they were a bit worrying, tricky. We've come through them nine points. We've got to just push on now, man. I mean, play Villa. Um, it, it, it should be a three points. I'm not being arrogant or anything, but it should be three points. Guys, just fix up. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the game. What would you um? I mean, you're you're a betting man. Uh, what would you go for, uh, results wise? Um, do you know what? I'm 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 I'm. I think we're gonna do a clean sheet. We need a clean sheet. I think that sloppy comment that Keane said, even though the kind of contents got mixed up, I think that would have rubbed up the club a bit. So I think we get a clean sheet against Villa. So probably two nil, or even four nil. Two clear goals though. No, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, Farouk, yourself? Have you been impressed with what you've seen from Villa so far this season? Um, I haven't actually watched... I don't think I've watched them this season. I know they've like, put in a couple of... Hey, Farouk, you got a TV, bro? What? Yeah, of course, man. You ain't watched this season, bro. No, nah, I watch us, innit? I watch us, innit? That's yeah, what matters. All right, bro. cool. Say nothing. Yeah, no worries, no worries, no worries. Yeah. 
I'm just um, checking. I've got, I've got some deals and discounts. No worries. Oh, uh, nice, calm. Glam's on everyone's neck today. No, it's not going to bang. It's not going to bang still. No, I watched They gave us trouble last season, both occasions, you know, because obviously we won 2 1 the first game and in the second game. Mane scored late on and then Curtis Jones scored again. So, for me, I really don't like playing Villa as it stands. So, I'm not going to be too, like, expecting, like, a 4-0 fashion or anything like that. I wouldn't be surprised, to be fair. But it just seems like they kind of had our number in terms of, like, they know how to frustrate us. Uh, and it would have been a good de- game to have, like, Thiago to pick them apart. Um, but I think, personally speaking, that, like, even if, I'll be happy with a 2-0. I'll be, I'll be delighted with a 2-0. These are the kind of games that, like, might like they might nick a draw and like kind of kills your momentum going into the international break and stuff like that. So it's really it's actually a really really important game. Yeah. Uh, solidify and on top of the fact that City have a, a game in hand. Um every time we win it puts even more pressure on them, you know, because they can't afford to slip up in with that game in hand. So if we keep winning, it makes it even harder for them, you know. Uh so for me it's a really, really, really important game. Yeah, definitely. I think you picked up on two two points there, Farouk. I think it's the City thing, definitely. Because we're playing at the end of all the fixtures. So all the fixtures would have been played. Yeah. You know, we've got to be looking at... I know it's still so early, but we've got to be looking at other teams around us. And I think yep. Leicester are on nine points. Everton are also on nine points. You know, more than likely they're going to win their games because I think they're both playing at home mm-hmm. against Brighton. But I think City also, they, they, you know, they could beat Leeds. So we just need to make sure we just keep up this relentlessness and just yeah, let the other teams know what they're in for. Hopefully um, Leeds give them like a bit of an upset. I wouldn't actually be surprised um, at this rate. But again, that's even more reason for us to win because then obviously that increases the gap, you know. Yeah, I want it done nice and early. I don't want no drama. I, same again as last year. I want it done nice and early. <laughs> Focus on the Champions You get me? So, yeah, man. I feel you. Uh, speaking of Champions League as well, uh, the draw is on Thursday, which is it's, it's a weird one because I didn't, I didn't even know they were finished with the with the qualifiers and stuff. Because that's just this just felt really strange. Obviously, COVID and stuff. Um, anyone you like to avoid Champions League wise? Obviously, we'll be part one. Bro, champions. We got that thing over here, bro. Yeah, I'm saying, fam, bring it. Calm. Anyone can get it. I anyone just want to play Atletico again with Suarez on their team. Bam. I just need them. I know we won't get them in the group stages. I just need them in exactly. the second I need that. I need that. It's like bad. Yeah, they have never been knocked out. It should have never been knocked out, man. Yeah. It should have never been knocked out. Need revenge, man. Was Mane doing overhead kicks, man? That still to this day kettles my head. Just <laughs> twice. Man, fucking... Is that Adria, man? I don't know what he was doing. I just don't know what he was doing. I just don't get it. Got back the, in lights, the, the lights were too bright for him, man. He's never been in that. No, game. I got back in the game. I don't know. I think he had his Spanish, uh, Spanish family watching. I think he's trying to act like he's Allison, bruv. I just don't know what he was doing. I just don't know what he was doing, bruv. He's an idiot. He's an idiot for that, man. Did it, Absolutely. Did it, did himself in glory. But yeah, anyone can get it, man. Anyone can get it. 100%. So. Completely agree. Yeah. I, just, I don't want to play Napoli again just because I'm, I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I don't mind that they've got fans but when they've they got fans they fuck my life they're not qualified don't think so no is it well 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 have turn tables um, why, why did they employ Gattuso bro? every time I see him go somewhere just, the teams just fall apart awful man shout out isn't it right. yeah isn't it 
Yeah, he gives a good meme he's press got, conference. He's, as well. Yeah, he's got he's got rep over there. I think he, know, he knows a lot of the presidents over there as well. Probably. He's a legend over there. Let's do so, man. I get to so Italian David Moyes. Um, that's one of the things I didn't <laughs> find out from this this part. Um, <laughs> Huh? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, uh, fantastic stuff, boys. No, I'm just, I'm still, I'm still absolutely buzzing from from the performance yesterday. Um, I mean, uh, so we've discussed, we've had a really difficult start of the season when you look at it. I mean, Leeds first game, it's their first game back in yeah. the Premier League for, for X amount of years. Um, the the playing style, the way they have, um, you know, having a top tier manager like they do, and playing how they are. Um, and then Chelsea away. I mean, all the hype that's built up over that. You know, certain people were screaming for Timo Werner. You know, we made him look whew, Timo Bangalore. And then, then yesterday, just to put the Arsenal band fans to bed, tuck them in nicely. You know, give them a nice kiss on the forehead and say, "Go back to sleep." You know, don't worry about it. The, you know, the grown-ups have got this covered. So, no man, it's been um, it's been a very successful, good start to the season. You know, we've got a cup game Thursday. You know, you know tuck them into bed again then. Uh, let the youngsters ride out. Let the reserves get a bit of a, bit of a run out too. And yeah, he's 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 looking. He's shaping up to look like a very, very good and comfortable. I say comfortable. A uh, nice season, which is nice. Yeah. We're not, we're not able to go to the ground, so one nice, nice for sure. Enjoy it from the safety and comfort of our own home. So um, yeah, yeah. Unless there's anything else, I've got, got four play. I've got four players out. First teamers potentially. Just letting everyone know. Listen, like I said yesterday on Twitter, we are not the same from, you know what I'm saying? Just because you're mm-hmm. team four players or just because you've got a new coach or just because you think you can come here to us, we are not the same. What of a different... Yeah, life. Ellis, on that, don't, doesn't it annoy you when you see fans saying, oh, look, um, yeah, look where Klopp was in the first couple of years? It rattles me, from, it rattles me. Yeah. I've seen yeah, a lot of fans from the red half of North London keep on saying that, well, bro, he's not Klopp. He's not Klopp, fam. Understand, and 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 that's what gets gets me as well. I mean, a lot of Arsenal fans are saying, "Oh, this is just the start of their journey and whatnot." Arsenal record this now, they ain't gonna get anywhere near us, not anytime soon. That number seventeen years and counting, you know, it's gonna be a long, long time before they get to. Oh yeah, yeah. Just to let you know, long time. I've got a certain bet with a certain Mister A that Arsenal win the title in five years. We've got five hundred pound on that, just to just to make sure I don't forget that. <laughs> I'm gonna remind him of that one. I'm gonna remind him, but yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's like Klopp came from the Bundesliga, having won two league titles, having taken uh, Borussia Dortmund yeah. to the final of the Champions League. So he's got a bit of caliber. He's got a bit of clout. Pedigree's there, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know what I'm saying like he's got the pedigree. Arteta, God bless his soul. He's a man, good man, nice home. I like him. But fam, he's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not the same. It's not the same, fam. It's not the same, bro. I just think yeah, I, I just think it's so lazy to compare two circumstances and say because yeah. Liverpool did X, Arsenal can also do X. Like Arsenal's scouting, all those different elements of the game are just so different to ours. Like so I just don't understand the comparison. It's so lazy. And, and Jurgen Klopp is uh, Jurgen Klopp when he joins Liverpool is a, a He's won the league title twice in Germany and he's got to the Champions League final. He's an elite level manager before he gets here. He's improved as a manager, in my opinion, since he's been here. Arteta's been a coach at Man City and he's now in his first managerial role. He's going to have some difficulties. He's going to... I think he's... For me, what he's done well is he's set Arsenal up and he looked like a really tough side to beat at times. 
Yeah. Well, apart, if 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 you're us, it's easy. But you know, other teams might struggle against them. Yeah, so yeah. um, I but I I think he's gonna do what young coaches do and make mistakes. He's gonna he's gonna have some times and periods where he's not making good decisions, and that happens. And I just don't think Arsenal fans it's the best decision for them to compare what Jurgen Klopp did at Liverpool and what he's done at Liverpool to what Arteta could potentially do. Because we are now, what we are is one of the best teams in the history of the Premier League. Arteta is, not, is probably not going to do the same thing with Arsenal. And that's fine. You might still do well, but let's don't compare. Our yay is different to your yay. You know? <laughs> you come, on, come, on, come, on. come on, man. We are not the same. We are not the same. Yeah, so nah, I, I, nah, definitely. And Mike yeah. said as well, I think the the philosophy side of thing and your club strategy played a big key role. We we when the clock come, um, the owners had a philosophy and a strategy that they was gonna attack and identify and was working that way through. I don't think Arsenal have that. You know, they've brought in yeah. William, top player, but he's 32. They brought in Lalif Louise. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 I don't. They're just signing to try and get them to jail now, but I don't think they have a future, long-term plan. That's the, the culture change at our club from top to bottom. My club came yeah. in. Just, it's, it, it's, it's, it's unreal, and we've got key players in every single part. When you're not yeah. for it, you know, scouting and transfers. Michael Edwards, probably one of the best in the game. Coaching-wise, yeah. fitness, health and fitness. We've got the HGH um, and the, you know, yeah. the nutrition guys. And the back, um, yep, and that's why Pep, that's why Pep has tried, has, has tried to take our blueprint and gone and get a relegated player in Aki. But you need more than that, buddy. You need more than that. <laughs> Not the same. Not the same. It's laugh as well when we just see kind of like uh, there, was a, there was a tweet going around yesterday saying Man City, Man City getting beat at home, Chelsea looking shaky, Man United have Ole at the wheel, and Liverpool feared by nobody, mate. If you don't fear us, then wow. If 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 you see that I saw that tweet, if um we wasn't fair by no one, nobody would leave like ten men behind the ball. We yeah. went to big big Chelsea and then man put ten men behind the ball. Come on, man. You know, I, I always con- I equated equated to uh, you know typical typical me going to talk about wrestling uh, yeah. <laughs> wrestling representing. You know, never stops. Glance put up with stuff. everything today. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna say Mr. Perfect or something, isn't it? That's <laughs> a Mr. Perfect. Oh, no, like, oh, Mr. Perfect, man. <laughs> Glad I'm showing his age there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mike, you were waiting for a clapback, <laughs> innit? You know? Yeah. <laughs> right. I've been that. chipping away. I've been chipping away. Mike's well, just been sitting there waiting for his opportunity. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. Oh. <laughs> You want it one way. It's the other way. What did you guys say? What did you guys say? Yeah, go on. Go on, Chris. And I put it after. No, I just, I just equate it to, like, whenever someone mm. used to go up against The Undertaker at WrestleMania, and they thought they, could be, they thought they were going to win. They thought they were going to end that undefeated streak. Nah, mm. not WrestleMania. You're having a laugh. Nah, bro. <laughs> the same. Now, I was going to say about Everton. The, um, so, Everton win there. So, as Alex said, if anyone, Everton win their next game, yeah? We win ours. We go into that derby. Both on draw points. You th- you think they'll be think they'll be confident? Yeah, they'll be mad. Personally, I I I think they I think they think they're they're on it. Personally, yeah, the I gas, man. Stuff. Yeah, they pop a gas. It's the, it's the best best time to be an Evertonian since. Yeah, but I think 95. when we play them, <laughs> we play them. If you see that defense, our front three will ruin that defense and keep. I'm sorry. Absolutely I want them to win on the weekend, by the way. Just yeah, I want them I want confident. Them to- 
I want, I want them confidence yeah. so you can crush their confidence yeah. again. Exactly. Yeah. There's nothing sweeter. Absolutely nothing need, sweeter than crushing I need the last minute money goal. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Imagine Curtis Jones coming off the bench and scoring oh. the winner. Oh. Oh. oh, wow. Into my veins. Yeah. <laughs> He'd oh, give it the big, oh. He would give it the bigger in front of an empty Goodison as well. Oh, man, he <laughs> would. Oh, he I, would. Lonsdale's being shot over the old lady, just coming in. <laughs> <laughs> that Derby game, no, I'm not having no audience on whatsoever. I need to hear everything going on that pitch. Um, yeah. Everything. I need it. I need it. They're going to feel... They, yeah, Everton are going to think like, yeah, we're here from... We're going to absolutely press them midfield from... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to stop he's, not, um, he's not the best footballer. Andre Gomez and our mate. Rodriguez doesn't want it. He doesn't want it, man. Sorry, lad. Thiago debut. He's... Nah, he won't be fifth for that, I think. Thiago? No, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's after break. international break. It's not oh, 17. Yeah, I, thought he... oh, I thought it was before. Oh, okay. Nah, it's not 17 of October. Nah, it'll be fine. You think it's start, right. though? It'll be tough. Yeah. Probably. Uh, probably. Probably. Nah, he's going to go... The James, Rodriguez thing, the James Rodriguez thing is interesting because... He's had a really good start to the season, but he won't be afforded the same liberties and freedoms um, as he will against that midfield. No, but that's the thing. He's going to have to track our fullbacks and do some dirty work that he's not comfortable long, with. It's long, fam. It's long. I think you burn out. I think you burn out, personally. But towards, I, think, I think the Christmas period will actually catch up to him. Because a lot of yeah, people... Yeah, when's the last time you had a full season? I just think you'll burn out. Like You know, you start off, I think fatigue will kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll good we'll player though. You see people start apart. Why are you saying that? Because he's doing numbers for your fancy team. <laughs> 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 oh, now, boys, um, thank you very much for joining me this week for this week's episode no of Cop and Fracker. Proudly powered by Touchdown Media Group. Um, we're going to have a lot of good content coming up over the next few weeks uh, in terms of the Patreon page. So do please head over to patreon.com forward slash cop and fracas. And from as little as £3 a month, you'll get access to some of our fantastic content. The back catalogue is absolutely superb, if I say so myself. Um, a lot of good stuff on there and a lot more great things to come. So until next week, the champions, we will see you soon. Peace. Peace.
I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why didn't you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just two bucks on the one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba da ba ba ba. Sports Social Podcast Network.